Hello and welcome to the Ellen White Podcast. This is your host, Judd Lake, and I'm a professor in the School of Religion at Southern Adventist University, where I've taught for the last 25 years. Let's start with a topic that is very relevant for Christians today, and that is what she said about the Bible. Welcome to the Ellen White Podcast. Here is your host, Dr. Judd Lake. Fundamental to understanding Ellen White is her view of the Bible. I mean, you listen to a sermon by a preacher, any preacher, and you can discern the role of the Bible in that sermon. Is the Bible central to the sermon, or is the Bible a springboard to other ideas? You learn a lot about a person in terms of how important Scripture is to them by the way that they use it. Well, for Ellen White, Scripture was foundational. Almost every page of her extensive published writings contain a scriptural quotation, reference, or allusion. You read any of her larger books and go into the back and look at the Scripture index, and you will find that often, almost every book of the Bible is cited. So without question, it's just visually impressive, the use of scripture throughout the pages of her voluminous writings. After recounting her early visions in her first book, published in 1851, titled A Sketch of the Christian Experience and Views of Ellen G. White, she said of the Bible, I recommend to you, dear reader, the word of God as the rule of your faith and practice. By that word we are to be judged, God has in that word promised to give visions in the last days, not for a new rule of faith, but for the comfort of his people and to correct those who err from Bible truth. That's page 64 in the book. What is interesting about this statement is that the entire book is a description of one vision after another. She's describing for the reader her early visions in the first several years of her prophetic ministry. But at the very end, instead of one last word exalting those visions, she exalts the scripture. She turns the reader to the Bible and she says, the word of God is the rule of your faith and practice. I recommend to you that book as the final authority for your faith and practice. And she says, by that word we are judged. In that word is promised visions for the last days, but she clarifies, not for a new rule of faith. What's the purpose of the visions? For the comfort of his people and to correct those who err from Bible truth, to bring them back to the Bible. It's interesting, the year 1851, that was a year of interesting publishing in the United States. Herman Melville in his classic novel, Moby Dick, published that work in 1851. A year later, Harriet Beecher Stowe published Uncle Tom's Cabin. These became bestsellers in the 19th century and still well-known today. Well, Ellen White's first book did not become a bestseller, certainly outside of Adventist communities, but it is very significant for helping us understand the role of scripture in her prophetic ministry at the very outset of her publishing venture. She exalted the Bible above her 
visions. That is crucial to understanding Ellen White. That is a theme that continued throughout her many years of ministry. In fact, 60 years later, after many more visions and study of Scripture, this position had clearly matured. In the 1911 edition of The Great Controversy, she affirmed her lifelong position on the final authority of the Bible in relationship to the work of the Spirit in her prophetic ministry. In his word, she wrote, God has committed to men the knowledge necessary for salvation. The Holy Scriptures are to be accepted as an authoritative, infallible revelation of His will. They are the standard of character, the revealer of doctrines, and the test of experience. Now those phrases she never uses in relationship to her writings. Those are exclusively for the Bible, the standard of character, the revealer of doctrines, and the test of experience. She went on to say, the Spirit was give, not given, nor can it ever be bestowed to supersede the Bible. For the Scriptures explicitly state that the Word of God is the standard by which all teaching and experience must be tested. So we find this consistent theme from the beginning of her, her public ministry to the very end, that the Bible was the final authority, that her ministry was to exalt the Bible and point back to the Bible. My friend Merlin Burt, director of the Ellen G. White estate and well-known Adventist scholar, he likes to describe Ellen White's relationship to the Bible this way. She was a prophet to the scriptures. That was the focus. That was her purpose, is exalting the scriptures, pointing back to the scriptures, leading people to the Bible. In fact, if, if the Bible were to be taken away, let's say the Bible didn't exist, Ellen White would have no purpose. Her entire prophetic ministry would cease to function. She is so dependent on the Bible in her writings. If the Bible didn't exist, her writings basically would cease to have any meaning. She's that dependent on the scriptures. Over the years, she repeatedly set forth her writings as subject to the Bible rather than as an addition to it. In Selected Messages, Volume 3, page 29, she wrote, The Lord desires you to study your Bibles. He has not given any additional light to take the place of His Word. This light is to bring confused minds to His Word, which, if eaten and digested, is the lifeblood of the soul. So this is the type of thing she said between those two statements I mentioned earlier at the beginning of her prophetic ministry and at the end. This is a consistent theme throughout all of her writings. Interestingly, in 1901, at the 1901 General Conference, these leaders were looking to her for a final word on many spiritual topics. And she sometimes got tired of the brethren's over-dependence on her. And she made this significant statement that really captures 
her spirit with regard to the Bible, her feelings about the Bible. Quote, lay Sister White to one side. Do not quote my words again as long as you live until you can obey the Bible. When you make the Bible your food, your meat, and your drink, when you make its principles the elements of your character, you will know better how to receive counsel from God. I exalt the precious word before you today. Do not repeat what I have said, saying, Sister White said this and Sister White said that. Find out what the Lord God of Israel says and then do what he commands. This is a significant statement that I think set a tone that many people have ignored over the decades with regard to Ellen White. In the 20th century, many Adventists, it was a byword. Sister White says, and often in Sabbath school lessons, it was more of a Sister White says than the Word of God says. And that is a tragedy. And that still happens in some Sabbath schools today, I'm sure. That is not what she meant at all with regard to her writings. She never meant for them to be used that way. Certainly there's an appropriate use of her writings and citation of her writings and quoting her writings and discussions, but it's the Bible that should be at the forefront. And an excessive Sister White says has never been helpful in the history of the church and up to this very day. And that is something that she rebuked and you can see that in this statement. The next statement I want to share with you is what I believe to be Ellen White's most powerful statement in all of her writings about the Bible. It really hits home and is personal, and as a young man, it significantly influenced me. This comes from Testimonies, Volume 6, page 393. She wrote, The Bible is God's voice speaking to us, just as surely as though we could hear it with our ears. If we realize this, with what awe would we open God's Word? And with what earnestness would we search its precepts? The reading and contemplation of the Scriptures would be regarded as an audience with the Infinite One. Now, I don't know about you, but when I hear that statement, it makes me want to go right to my Bible and hear God speaking to me. To be in the scriptures, an open Bible or with your screen and software Bible, whichever the case may be, it's an audience with the infinite one. As you listen to the scriptures, as you study them, as you meditate on them, as you pray through them, as you think about them, it is an audience with the infinite one. Imagine what it would be like to be ushered into the presence of the President of the United States and have an audience with the President or, or with some celebrity that you admire and respect to be ushered into their presence and to talk with them. That is a privilege that many of us would enjoy having, but we don't get. And yet, when we open our Bibles and get into the text of Scripture, we have an opportunity to be in the audience chamber of the Almighty God. He speaks to us. That's what she is saying. That's been pretty much my relationship with Ellen White. I was converted to Christ as a young man, 17 years old, 
became a Seventh-day Adventist, and I remember my early reading of Ellen White. And one of the first things that happened when I read Ellen White is I saw all the places where she used the scripture. Every page, there was a scriptural citation. I would go and look up those Bible verses, and I found that the more I read Ellen White, the more I got into my Bible. And I, I grew up in the United Methodist Church, and nothing against the United Methodist Church. It's just that in my experience, I've never learned anything in the Sunday school classes or otherwise about the Bible. And so the Bible wasn't really a presence in my life until I really began reading Ellen White. And a love in my heart grew for the Bible. And since that time, the Bible is the most important book of my life. And I attribute that to Ellen White. This statement has blessed me over the years as I think about my times in God's Word, being with God, hearing His voice speaking to me. So again, I, I would assert that this is probably the most significant statement among many others that she makes about the role of the Bible in the Christian's life. Ellen White's most memorable analogy of the relationship of her writings to the Bible occurs in the following statement from Selected Messages, Volume 3, page 30. Little heed is given to the Bible, and the Lord is given a lesser light to lead men and women to the greater light. Interesting, insightful, helpful statement. This greater light, lesser light comparison suggests that just as the moon derives its light from the sun and only reflects the admittance from that source, so her messages derive their authority from scripture and reflect its teaching and lead others to it as the basis for Christian living and doctrine. Now, some Adventists have misunderstood this statement and they're well-intentioned, but they've, they've said, well, the, the greater light is Jesus and Ellen White is the lesser light leading to Jesus. And there are other statements where she talks about Jesus as the greater light without question. But in the context of the statement, in the very grammar of the statement, it's very clear that the Bible is the greater light. And in the context of what she said before, her writings are the lesser light. That's the whole purpose. Her writings are a lesser authority to lead to the greater authority of Scripture, to the greater light of Scripture. So if students of Ellen White heed her, they will study the Bible first to understand God's will, then go to her writings. That's the order. So there you have it in a nutshell. And this is only a thumbnail sketch of Ellen White's relationship to the Bible, what she says about the Bible, how she felt about the Bible. If you want to read further, you can go to the Ellen G. White Encyclopedia and look at the articles, and you'll find several that deal with Ellen White and the Bible. I've also written about Ellen White's relationship to the Bible in my book, Ellen White Under Fire, where I address uh, Ellen White's critics, and I have two chapters on the authority of Ellen White in relationship to the final authority of the Bible. But there are plenty of other sources as well. George Knight has written extensively on this in his series on Ellen White, his book Reading Ellen White. He has some very helpful things to say about Ellen White's relationship to the Bible. So there are plenty of sources you can read further on this topic. What are some takeaways? First of all, make Scripture first in your life. 
There are plenty of good devotional books out there, and Ellen White's writings are truly a blessing, I believe. But Scripture should be first and foremost in the Christian life. We want to read the Bible and memorize Scripture and pray through Scripture and, and, and bathe in Scripture. And let that be the first word we hear in the morning and the last word we hear at night. Make the Bible central in your devotions. Your devotions is not a time just to read Ellen White or to read some other devotional book. It's a time to read the Bible, to meditate in the Bible, to pause between the phrases in Scripture and listen for a word from God. So read the Bible first, then go to other writings such as Ellen White. And that, that's a good practice for Adventist Christians, in my experience, is read the Bible first, spend time in Scripture, meditating in the Bible, then go to Ellen White. I know in my freshman year here at Southern Adventist University where I teach, as a student, my freshman year in college, I read through the book Desire of Ages, Ellen White's book on the life of Christ. And at the bottom of each chapter, the first page of each chapter, it tells you what chapters in the Gospels this particular reading is based upon. And I would read those chapters in the Gospels first, study them, meditate in them, then I would go and read that chapter in Desire of Ages. I found that to be an incredible blessing. And I have, a, have the privilege of teaching a class on the Gospels here at Southern. And I always share with my students that experience and encourage them to do the same thing. Ellen White is most helpful after you've read Scripture. So make the Bible central to your devotions. Whatever devotional book you read, whether it's Ellen White or some other books, make the Bible central. So there you have it. And Ellen White and the Bible. See you next time.